When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. We are coming to you after Super Bowl Sunday. We are recording on Monday night um, because obviously Richie was way too busy celebrating to record on Sunday. So we are now recording today, which should be a holiday, I feel like. I don't know why anyone has to work the day after the Super Bowl. It's sacrilegious, but um, I digress. I need to introduce my co-host, who is a proud fan of the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, Richie Suave Flores, how you doing? Can you say that sentence one more time? The Super Bowl champion, LA, formerly the St. Louis Rams. I knew that would give you a little extra there that that sounds so good when you say it like i'm i can say that on a loop for the next 365 days that the rams are super bowl champions i never thought i'd see the day where it would happen and it happened at their home stadium and i had to pinch myself waking up on monday that was real because like i was like did i did that just happen did matthew stafford engineer another fourth quarter comeback the Cooper Cup cap off one of the greatest seasons for a wide receiver in NFL history did Aaron Donald cement himself as the greatest defensive player of all time all in one game I did I I still can't believe it's real and I don't think I am truly going to believe it actually happened until I actually get my Super Bowl champion merchandise in my hand and I can wear it and wear a hat that says Super Bowl 56 champions on it. Like, it's amazing. For those of you that don't know, I have been a Rams fan for 20-plus years. Going back to their days in St. Louis. Okay, so I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm not just a hopping on. I'm not a fan of the, you know, I like we were joking on this podcast many, many months ago that 
I I love all LA teams. That's not true. I decided intentionally to stay on with the Rams when they moved to LA. After being a fan of the St. Louis Rams for so many years, I have a Mark Bolger jersey in my closet. For goodness sake, if that doesn't tell you how long I've been waiting for this, the fact that I have a Mark Bolger jersey from 15 years ago in my closet, then I don't know what else to tell you. Like this was a long time coming. I went through a lot of crap years, well over a decade of shit watching this godforsaken football team. And now they're Super Bowl champions. And I, I'm I'm over the moon ecstatic. Like I just I've only had one professional sports championship in my entire life, and that was the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2001. So I've waited 20 years to celebrate a championship, and I can finally do it. And I like Corey FaceTimed me last night after the game. And I was like, I think I was still in a daze, maybe because of how much I drank, maybe because it was just after the fact, like I wasn't sure like how to react. Like I was just trying to enjoy it as much as I possibly could. And I felt like I did that. I'm still doing that today. I'm still trying to enjoy it as much as possible. And, uh, and it's, it's been a great 24 hours for me. So hopefully, hopefully, I can continue the uh, the continue the the excitement as long as possible. The parade's coming up on Wednesday. I'm gonna watch as much of that as possible. Like so good. I love so much of it. So I I, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah, it was exciting, and I I'm still still very excited. You can probably hear in my voice. I am honestly living vicariously through you because of the fact that as a Vikings and Cardinals fan, um, I may never, ever get to feel what you're feeling right now. So I am basically just living through you for the next, like, year. Hey, you're more than welcome to hop on the bandwagon, too, because you know what? You know what? The LA Rams are going to run it back, baby. Let's go. Back-to-back champions. I'm already calling it. The Super Bowl is going to be right across the street from me at State Farm Stadium. Let's go. Let's do it. The Patriots did it. They were the last time team to win back-to-back titles. Why not the Rams, too? So hop on the bandwagon. Or will it be the Cardinals since the last two Super Bowls, the team, the home team was the team that won. No, it's not going to be the Cardinals. Spoiler it's not. Some miracle could happen. Kyler Murray could actually want to be on the team. He could actually play good football. Consistently. Yeah, yeah. are they going to trade for Aaron Donald? I don't no, know what they're, they're going to so do. Like, I don't even know if they know what they're going to do. Like, I don't even know if Kyler Murray knows what he wants. He knows how to piss him off. Yes. I know that much, but I don't think any of them really, really fully know what they want. But it's I am. A shit show. It is a complete shit show. But I'm very happy for you, Richie. I'm so glad that you get to do this. I also am glad that you get to rock what is sure to be um, the new fashion trend coming out of LA. You're going to see so many celebrities wearing. Um, Super Bowl champion stuff. So you're going to be wearing the same stuff that all of the top celebs are. What if you uh, were wearing the same hat as one of the Kardashians? 
I'd be cool with that because it says Super Bowl champions. <laughs> so you, you, you're going to officially be trendy, Richie. I love it. I love it so much. It was it cost me a little pretty penny, but I won some money on the DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings. And so oh I was able to use... gosh. You had a fantastic night. I really did. Yes, I won. I put together a parlay on the DraftKings, and I won 100 bucks. So. Hundred bucks and your team wins. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. Did you hear anything about my dad had brought this up, but I hadn't actually like looked into it that there was someone who put five million dollars on the Bengals? This is true. I think you're talking about Mattress Mac. Yes, that my dad said he was like a, a mattress guy. That was all he remembered. Yeah, Mattr- Mattress Mac. He does this all the time. Very rich dude. Big time sports wager. He does this all the time. And uh, and he lost $5 million. Ha <laughs> ha! Sucker. That is insane. That your chump change. That you would be like, oh, I'm just going to throw this down here. Is $5 million. That's obscene. Right. Exactly. But I'm glad he lost. <laughs> I'm glad he did, too, because um, I'm glad that you're able to celebrate this. You deserve to uh, be able to see something good after you had to uh, see the Rams lose in person at the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. So you deserved a nice uh, comeback there and in the process scaring um, <laughs> our our best friend Kat's kid, Izzy. Um, she looked like she was absolutely terrified. So if you want to know how stressed Richie was towards the end of the game, um, there's a photo floating around of how she was reacting to him. And that was probably the epitome of, um, how freaked out Richie was at the time. Yeah. I told this story on our, uh, freaks YouTube show on Monday too, but I'm going to say it again. So, um, I was home alone for pretty much the entire game. Kat and Iz went off to watch the game elsewhere. So I was home by myself for the entire game. Very intentionally so. I was asked to go to multiple different watch parties and I declined all of them. Um, Including including mine. My my mom had to do, like, for my whole family, she had explained. She was like... Well, Richie was supposed to be here, but he's a diehard Rams fan and he didn't want to be around too many people. Literally, like she explained it to everyone in my family, like one at a time. I was just like, Mom, they get it. Like, he's too nervous to come. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, I love your parents. I haven't seen them in, in quite a while. So I would have loved to love to uh, see your parents again. But I I politely declined to watch the game at home by myself because I would have taken it way too seriously to be around people, especially down at the end of in the at the end of the fourth quarter there. Cat and Iz got home literally on the last drive of the game with uh, two and a half minutes to go. So like really just shit timing. Like just could have waited ten more minutes and the game would have been over and it would have been perfectly peachy. But showed up right at the end of the game, right when I'm most nervous. They walk in the door when I'm just randomly like standing in the kitchen, not even eating anything. Cause I've been pacing so much. I was like, I'm just going to go stand in the kitchen for a second and figure out what the hell to do. <laughs> and so they walk in the door. I'm standing in the kitchen like a 
weirdo trying to watch the end of this game. Iz comes in. Uh, she's very excited to see me, of course. And then she walks over to the couch and 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 she very, very politely, very generously says, Richie, you can sit down right here next to me. To which I immediately said, I can't. <laughs> and, and then you see the pictures that you saw, which is me standing with my hands on the back of my head for the entire last 10 minutes of the game. Nervous as all hell. Um, cursing way too much on top of that. Um, and then the touchdown happens. I get very excited about that. And then the, um, and then Aaron Donald makes the play to end the game and then I lose my shit. And then I think that's when, that's when I, I broke the child and the child was like, I thought I was like on, I, I lost my shit, obviously. Um, F bombs galore, just yelling at the top of my lungs, jumping around like a pure maniac. And the child had, has never seen me act like this because you know me very well. I am a very calm individual for the most part. So it's very hard for me to react like I did. One and of so, the most entertaining forms of you when we have gotten you in like non calm rare form is always sporting events you that is always when you're oh come on and that's when you're like screaming um yes. and those are always the greatest ones and i have multiple videos of them one of them was at a um cold beer and cheeseburgers watching a d-backs game there's a few different times where you'll get pretty hyped up about a certain player or whatever. And you'll, you'll get hyped up about that so much so that our friends take a minute to like sit there and watch you and actually talk about it because it's uh, usually a spectacle when it happens. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize to Izzy. I, I, uh, I, I was a little, a little crazy, but like I said, it doesn't come around too often. So I just, I had to do what I had to do there, but Again, it was uh, just poor timing, truly. Just wait 10 more minutes and the game would have been over. <laughs> That's actually really funny. I, I think it was actually kind of great timing in the fact that I got to receive a play-by-play -play of what you were doing from Cats while I was watching the game somewhere else. So it was funny because, you know, um, towards the end there, it was you know, my, my grandparents and there was like other family members and stuff that were there. But towards the end, it was mostly like me and uh, Scotty and my parents watching partially because my um, one of my grandparents, like um, my, my step grandma is a big Bengals fan, like whole life has wanted the Bengals to win. And of course, I was rooting for the Rams because my best friend and co-host here is a big Rams fan. So I was just very quiet over there in the corner. And uh, we uh, kept on passing the phone around to watch your reactions of how you were feeling leading up to that. Because I think secretly, both my parents um, and Scotty and I were all rooting for you, but we didn't want to make it too obvious. <laughs> I would, uh, wait, is there actually, is there videos too that I did not even see? Yes, I can tell you that you said, fuck, maybe 
three times in just the one video. <laughs> I didn't know there was a video. Oh, there are multiple videos. I will be sending them to you so you can see yourself pacing and screaming. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I want to see these. I think it would be kind of funny to see them. Um, At least I think I was texted them. I don't think I was Snapchatted them, but I'll have to double check that I was uh, texted them. Either either way, um, Kat probably has these videos to hold over my head that I was being very, very aggressive around a five-year-old child. I mean, what was she going to expect here, though? <laughs> this is I mean, nice. really. Yes. I would have completely have expected it. Oh, wait, wait, how? It's... And then, and if you hear at the beginning, Fuck, God damn it. that's right, Andy. Get that fucking ring, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I have video evidence. Yeah, Kat um, only sent that to me. That was not in our group text. <laughs> well. There you hey. go. That's how I reacted to Aaron Donald's play right there. It is it is great because that will be uh immortalized for forever. Like you will always be like How did you react to the Rams winning the Super Bowl? Oh, don't worry, we have it on video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like when I said god damn it, that wasn't like a angry god damn it. It was like a it was relief. A, a relief. Yeah, it was like, God damn it, thank God that's over and we won. You know? Like so that's what you that were is. So stressed. Yes, exactly. Um I took a picture of my heart rate actually on my Apple Watch. Like if I'm not mistaken, maybe right before or right after the cup touchdown. And it was at one point as high as 176 beats per minute. I I progressively heard you like you were nervous in the beginning, but and you were texting me like ver- various times throughout, and you'd progressively gotten more and more nervous. And it was funny because um, you know, it started out that you were you were nervous and then you were wondering why The Rock was like WWE introducing everything. And then um like everyone, you freaked out when um when uh 50 Cent came out and rightfully so. But th- I felt like that was the point where after 50 Cent was probably like the calmest point you were at and that was you excited and then it just started getting worse from there progressively it was where if a good thing happened i would get a text message if a bad thing happened i would text and you wouldn't text back it was a you could you could feel the tension via text message (laughs) there was a long period of time there where i did not text anybody 
Like, especially in the fourth quarter, for the most part, my phone was face down and I didn't touch it. And I, yeah. I didn't say I didn't say a word to anybody. Like um the last I was looking through our text here. The last time I texted you individually was at 5.22 p.m., which is, I said, have I told you how much I love Cooper Cup? Which was upon his first touchdown reception of the game, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that was at 5.22, and then the, I texted about 50 Cent at 6.14, and that was it. I didn't say anything else to you or Kat the entire night through text. No, you had gotten progressively more stressed after that. So it was like a dark period and then Kat showed up. And so then I started like getting secondhand versions of how you were doing. And so it was like little check-ins here and there. And then it was the final, like it was over. I waited for my grandma to leave and then I FaceTimed you. (laughs) And then I, uh, you know, and I had everyone say, congratulations and everything to you but it was uh it was definitely something crazy did you actually watch any of the commercials did you pay attention to them um barely there was like one the cryptocurrency one with the qr code uh, that one oh. and then the doctor and the doctor evil one and that was about it so the the cryptocurrency one that one was funny because I was like, is it going to, my first reaction, is it going to hit the corner? And Scotty's like, why don't we just scan it? And I was like, I'm sure that's what they want us to do. And then I was like, fine, I'll give in. And so I I, I was the person who scanned it. And my mom was like, no one uh, that much older than you guys would know how to scan that. And I go, uh, every single restaurant you went to post-COVID, you had to scan a QR code. People know how to scan them. Yeah. And so then we got into a whole argument about whether my gra- my grandma, who wasn't there, um, whether she would be able to scan that or not. And I'm like, if she's ever gone to a restaurant, she would have had to. So everyone would have to know because there she was trying to decide whether it was worth the money. And I go, it got me to scan it. So I think it was worth the money. It crashed the website. Holy hell. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere around, I think it was like 20 million people in terms of traffic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just, it popped up on there and then I was like done after that. I didn't really do anything with it. But yes, by far the best commercial of the entire thing, the GM Dr. Evil. 100%. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's like the only one I actually remember because I just remember like some of the lines from it. It was like, uh, "Did you? What was it? Uh, did you name him um, uh, Baby Me?" I was like, no, "He's, he's like Kyle." He goes, "I I shall name him Baby Me." No, his name's Kyle. <laughs> I almost that was the one time I did almost text you, and I decided not to. Well, that's the thing is like, I I don't think you guys understand the fact that like, when Richie and I say we're best friends, like we genuinely mean it. And the fact that 
most of the time, Richie and I are in relatively constant communication. And it's not like every second of every day, but like, it'll be like every couple hours every day. Like we usually know to some degree what's going on. Like even earlier, cause we, um, me, Richie and Scotty all are connected on our fitness. Like Richie went dark for a little while. He was cycling and I know because it pops up on my watch. So most of the time I know where, where Richie is and what he's doing most times of the day. <laughs> it's not weird. It just is, is the way it is. And, uh, so the fact that like you went dark like that during such a big moment is, uh, is a big deal. It just really genuinely meant that you were that nervous. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that was, I will say that was a nice little, little brevity. Cause I believe that spot aired, uh, sometime in the third quarter when the Rams were down and I was at like at my lowest point there. And I was like, cause at one point I believe Headed into the fourth quarter, I literally tweeted out, the Rams are not going to win this game. Scotty laughed so hard. He goes, look at this pivot from Richie. Because you had tweeted that out. And then you had tweeted out um, a, like, celebration tweet just after that. There was nothing in between. It's true. I told you after that, I went silent for the entire fourth quarter and did not touch my phone. And I'm, I, I 100% meant that. Like I didn't say a word. Yeah, he went, I'm trying to find it here, but he just basically went from. Um, where's oh, see now you've done a bunch of them. Um, yes. Rams aren't going to win this game. Oh, what could have been if Odell didn't get hurt? That was at 7.07 p.m. Mm-hmm. He went dark after that until we hit at 8.02 p.m. Aaron Donald is crying and so am I. Give that man his MVP. Hashtag Rams house. <laughs> what a quick pivot. Rams aren't going to win this game. To Aaron Donald is crying and so am I. <laughs> the biggest pivot of 2022, I'm calling it right now. It's a roller coaster. You were on the ultimate roller coaster, which is hilarious. I mean, as as Coyotes fans, we should probably be used to it yeah. by now. But that was a, that was a roller coaster for you for sure. Yeah, and like people will come at me sometimes for me being a bad fan because I criticize my team when they play bad or they aren't doing well. I was like, is that what a fan's supposed to do? Right? Is criticize your team when they're bad, be angry and mad because they're playing bad? That's what I was. I was mad. I was angry that they weren't playing well. I I tried to I just couldn't see the positives from the game I was watching. I, sh- I I honestly believe a lot of the people that are watching the game probably thought the same thing I did too at the end of the third quarter. Here's the problem gl- you have sometimes with your with your fandom. You yeah. get yeah. too critical of your team to the point where uh, 
you know, even during earlier in the season, you were just like, nope, it's not going to work. And Scotty was like, Richie, calm down. It'll be fine. Like, the Rams are a really good team. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're going to all this and that. And I can't tell you how many times Scotty was like, Richie's overreacting. It'll be fine. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They actually have a really good shot at it this year. Literally the other day, we were like walking through a park and he was like talking about, well, Richie just needs to relax. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it is so funny because that's what exactly what ended up happening. I think it's you care so much that you get a little bit hypercritical sometimes. Yeah, that's that's it. I just I I especially earlier on in the season, that midway point of the season in November, when the Rams had the games where they lost three straight games in a row and they lost to uh Tennessee, they lost to San Francisco. Um, that was when they were at their lowest point, and that's when I was the most angry because I just was like, because Matthew Stafford cost them those three games. He he played that bad. He had multiple pick sixes, and all three of those he had a pick six in each of those games and lost them the games because of that. So I had the I think a lot of fans were not too pleased at that point in time with the way Matt Stafford Stafford played, but after that he was perfect. He went nine and one the rest of the season. And the only loss they had was an overtime in week 18 in a game in which they already knew they were going to make the playoffs. He was perfect. He was perfect in the playoffs. And he was perfect at the right moment, at the right time, at the end of the fourth quarter in a Super Bowl. And he threw the game winning touchdown. Like, can't be critical now. That's exactly what they brought you in to do. And I tweet, go, if you haven't seen it already, it's up on my, it was up on my Instagram. um, And it's also up on my Twitter account. I had a nice little rant about all the Matthew Stafford haters, which you can go watch. I won't replicate it here. But there were a lot of Matthew Stafford haters out there and they all got silenced. Beautiful. Well, Richie, in the end, I can say, I, I would assume at least most, if not all, of the sporty nation is very happy for you and the fact that you know with the constant struggles we face with the coyotes it's nice that uh you can at least have something to celebrate yes indeed i hope so a lot of them are cardinals fans so they're probably like oh fuck off the rams won we hate this that's fine i don't care I have a. I'm gonna have a shirt that says Super Bowl champions and a and a hat that says Super Bowl champions. So I'll get the last laugh at this one. Um, Corey, it's almost midnight. We haven't said a word about the Coyotes. Um, quick before we do, because there was a little bit of news. We want to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And guess what? Right now, it is too good to pass up to put some coinage on the NBA because if you're a new customer, you can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Everyone can play with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. Um, If you want to dabble in that, that's available. And all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, bet on the Suns, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, you can call 8778 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y. That's four six seven three six nine. Killing that read once again, Richie. Love it, love it, love it. But yes, going into all of the news that we were talking about, I'm assuming, as I think this is the only thing that's been going on. I'm assuming it's your attempt to get into a fight with uh, Butchergrass earlier today on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like, what? yeah, he tweeted out. He's like, "Oh, I don't think this is actually going to happen." I was like, "Bullshit! It's already happening, you idiot!" I'm, st- I, I'm so sick of these outside estate like haters who all they do is tweet out hate tweets, bullshit jokes that aren't funny. About this entire situation. I'm like jokes on you. Suckers. When you are the ones that are probably going to be showing up to the rink next year. Tweeting out pictures of look how cool this is. Sold out rink. Sold out barn. Uh, right. All of them. Can go fuck themselves basically is what I'm trying to say. This was a very positive podcast until now. Because there's just. If you go look at the tweets from the coyotes and the, and the quote tweets. Don't do it. All it is is just people hating on it. Like, oh, well, uh, there's AHL teams that are going to be playing in bigger ranks. Who cares? I don't care about your stupid AHL rink. I'm just glad that my team is staying in Arizona. That's what I care about. And that, But that's not what people want to focus on. They want to focus on on a rink size or whatever. It's like, oh, my God. Like, they just don't get it. This is This is ridiculous. It's completely the fact, though, that it fits their narrative. It fits the narrative that they want it to be. And if it fits the narrative they want it to be, then they're happy. It doesn't really matter. The The narrative that they always want it to be is the fact that they want the Coyotes to move out of state slash move out of country. And that's been a very consistent thing from all of them. And I, I just don't think it's really ever going to go away. And... um you know, Craig Morgan put out an article basically talking about the uh, ASU's arena and all the things that are going on with it, which honestly I think should be used as a look how cool this is actually looking and starting to shape up, but people will never take it that way. Yeah, as um, Craig did a. Um a Q and a with uh, Javier Gutierrez about um, the um, new ASU deal. And you can go take a look at it on uh, Craig's website. Um, and he was like asked about it in terms of um, revenues. And he said that uh, Javier Gutierrez said, we are very hopeful that given the central location, given the rabid fan base, the rabid corporate base and so many community partners who have looked at us 
as much more centrally located options, that the demand is there. This is a hockey town. We said it from the beginning. What we needed is an arena solution in order to really super serve that demand and that the fan base is waiting. This is the beginning of that, and we hope we'll have a much more permanent solution. This is exciting. It's a brand-new facility. It's on a campus with 80,000 students in the heart of Tempe. We know we will have a phenomenal experience for hockey um, here. He goes on to say that um, Commissioner Bettman said it. We've done our projections, and it tells you everything you need to know that the need for a more permanent facility, that by all of our projections, there will not be a material financial impact by going into this facility. And in many instances, it will actually be significantly better, which is crazy to me. Because I'm assuming that that's because they're not having to pay Glendale all the money. Because in the previous lease, they were having to play, pay Glendale a decent amount of money, basically, every year. And now that's not going to be the case. So maybe they'll, they'll save a lot more. Yes, they lose some of the ticket revenues and the naming rights revenues, whatever. But they're going to be saving a lot more elsewhere. And... Which in itself is speaks a lot to the fact of what how Glendale was for them. It was definitely a very toxic relationship. But it's it just, I think people underestimate how much better of a location this is going to be. I had, when it was officially came out, I had kind of made a joke on Twitter basically saying that um, no one is basically going to go back to uh, Westgate for anything because w- what's the point? I obviously this next year they'll have, you know, a decent amount of people around because of the fact of the Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl doesn't come around too terribly often. So um, it'll be interesting to see what toll it takes on them um, after this next year with the Super Bowl and whatnot. But I really think this is going to be a great choice for them. And the fact of the location is amazing. And even anyone, it's funny because we don't go there anymore because we always feel like we're we're way too old as people who went to ASU and people who are natives of here. But I feel like so many people that aren't Arizona natives always want to go to Mill and always pick out Mill. It's so funny how many people want to bring that up and ask you about Mill. And this arena is really really not far away from it at all um i wouldn't necessarily say walking distance um i have walked that distance to get on the other side of campus from mill to get taco bell when i was drunk really one night so you can walk it but i I don't think people necessarily will but um it's literally that close so it's going to bring in the hype of everything. It's more centrally located to everyone. You know, we've gone through this over and over and over and over again. And if it's cheaper for them to be there, obviously after they build the facilities and whatnot, that that one-time purchase is going to be a big chunk of money. But when, after they do that and they make a really nice place, in the end, they will be leaving ASU's arena better than they found it. And that's going to have a long lasting effect on hockey in the States. And as someone who was able to watch USA hockey and having the broadcast talk about how they had a player that is from here in Phoenix 
and how Shane Doan was is the GM of um, Team Canada, who played for and now works for the Coyotes, and also brought up Austin Matthews and his origins here in the state as well. There is going to be a, a mecca that is Arizona hockey going forward, and this is just helping pave the way. So even if you don't like it and the fact of the Coyotes playing there, it's really great for hockey going forward in the state. Yes, I 100% agree with that, and I wish all the haters would understand that on Twitter, but uh, they they never will. So hate all you want. All of us Coyotes fans are going to enjoy the heck out of it. And a lot of us are very excited to go to a game at this ASU arena, not only for ASU hockey, but for the Coyotes as well. And um, hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Again, from what we understand, um, the uh, rink will be open in October for use for Arizona State come their season obviously coming up in the fall, but will not be ready to use for NHL purposes until December. So um, good luck NHL schedule makers. You have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, madness on your hands when it comes to scheduling Coyotes games this year. But uh, of course that's a topic for coming up in the summer. It is kind of nice, a fun little tidbit too, that we'll be able to see the Coyotes and Josh Doan play in the same arena as well. Yes, that's true. And maybe Josh Stone won't even have to move. Like he'll just go from playing at ASU for four years and to maybe playing at the same arena when he starts playing in the NHL. <laughs> uh, time will only tell. That is, uh, we don't know when the Coyotes will get their own arena. So um, it's definitely going to take at least three to four years in order to get that up and going, but hopefully they um, figure that out with Tempe as, as soon as humanly possible, because uh, that needs to start getting built like ASAP. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does sooner rather than later. So that way Austin Matthews can open up the arena as an Arizona coyote speaking that into existence to this day. All right, Corey, well, do you have anything else to say before we go? It is approaching midnight as we were recording here. Um, considering the fact that, um, I have a nine 30 meeting tomorrow morning. No, I have, uh, nothing left to say other than I hope you are all having a wonderful day while you're listening to this. And, um, please, please send Richie some congratulations on Twitter and some good vibes because he deserves it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. And Good hockey, everybody.